Welcome and thank you for joining us. You are listening to Bible Big Words, a podcast series where we carefully define an important or complicated Bible word to encourage you in the knowledge of God's truth. In this episode, we will define the word justification and concisely answer two questions. What is justification and how does a person get justified? What is justification? Justification is when a person is righteous in the eyes of God. It is literally when a person is counted righteous or declared righteous by God. When God considers an individual to be 100% perfectly morally righteous and pure according to God's perfect standard of righteousness. One may ask the question, as one of Job's friends asked him, is how could a person ever be righteous in God's eyes? And that is a very good question. And I will do my best to illustrate justification using a golf analogy. If you play golf or you're familiar with the game of golf, you've likely heard of the Augusta National Golf Club here in the United States in Georgia, where they host the Masters Golf Tournament. And it is a very exclusive club and extremely difficult to become a member. It is probably the one club in the world where most people who play golf would want to be a member. And it's very unlikely that most all of us ever would. But let's say that one day the chairman of Augusta gave you a call and says, we want you to be a member of Augusta National. You may be shocked by this offer and you ask the chairman, well, how much will it cost me to join your club? And the chairman says, it will cost you nothing. Your dues have been paid. And then you ask, well, what is required of me? To be a member. And he would say, the only thing that's required of you is for you to come to Augusta and play a perfect round of golf on our course from the championship tees. And you're thinking, well, what is a perfect round of golf at Augusta National? I mean, perfect. I mean, what's realistic? Well, let's say you understand the handicap system and you think, well, okay, if you're a 10 handicap and you shoot 82, 82 minus 10 would be a net 72, and that's a par. That's pretty good. And you say, how about if I shoot an 82 and, and I get 10 shots, and that's a 72? And he says, sorry, sir, that is definitely not a perfect score to Augusta. And then you're thinking, well, the course record in the Masters is a 63. Maybe if I were to practice and try and work on my game hard enough, maybe one day I could actually go out there and shoot a 63. Would that be good enough? And he would say, well, you may think so, but a 63 would actually be 45 shots over a perfect score because a perfect score at Augusta National is a total score of 18. Sir, you need to shoot a hole in one on every single hole. And you're thinking, well, that's impossible. How about this? How about I come this weekend and Uh, I shoot maybe 80 or I break 80, 79, 78, but you walk with me and you see that I'm trying really hard to shoot a perfect score. 
and I'll be a gentleman. I will not throw any clubs. I will not get upset. I'll even rake the bunkers and I'll fix any divots on the green. When I finish, I'll tip my caddy very generously, and then I'll write you and all the members a thank you letter for allowing me to play your course. Would that work? No, sir. I'm sorry. That is not even close to a perfect score. Then you think, well, what about this? My good friend is a priest, and I'll have my priest caddy for me. So every hole I play, if I don't shoot a perfect score, I'll turn to my priest and he'll help me out. For example, on hole number one, a par four, 450 yards, let's say I actually make a par four on the hole. But that would be, of course, three shots higher than the hole in one needed. But then when I finish the hole, I turn to my priest and I confess to him all the things I did wrong and what I should have done to make a hole in one. And then he would forgive me for the three shots that I shot over the hole in one. And then I would do the same on hole number two. Even if I make an eagle on that 570 yard par five, that would be two shots above the hole in one. I'll turn to my priest and I'll pray again and ask him to forgive me and tell him all the things I did wrong. And then I'll get a one there because he'll give me a one and so on and so forth all the way through all 18 holes. And I'll turn in an 18. I'm sorry, sir. That does not qualify as righteousness. Well, then it's impossible. I could never shoot an 18 at Augusta. And the chairman says, well, it is impossible for you, of course, but I have good news for you. My son is the head pro. And if you come in town this weekend, then you can visit him in the pro shop and perhaps he will give you credit for the 18 that he shot because my son shot a perfect round of 18. He literally made a hole in one in every hole. And if you go to him, he will sign your scorecard and write a one on every hole. And you can turn that score in as if you actually shot it and you can become a member of Augusta National. Now that's a fairly good illustration of justification because to be righteous in the eyes of God, To be justified is something way beyond our capability to ever accomplish. Contrary to the counterfeit messages which rage throughout our world, which assert that righteousness with God is basically pretty goodness, being good, doing good deeds, and going to church or whatever it is, and being good according to some religious leader. Or if you're not really good, you can go to your priest or some religious leader, confess your sins to him, and he'll give you something to pray or do that will wipe away your imperfection and basically make you righteous again. That is not justification. That is impossible. The Bible is clear that it is not by religious works that we are justified. By following some religious code or the Ten Commandments or works of the law, no one will be justified in God's sight. Romans 3, verse 20. Listen to this verse. Romans 3, verse 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by God's grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
You see, my friend, Christ Jesus, as you hopefully know, he lived a perfect, God-pleasing life. Literally, 100% completely righteous. He died on a cross and paid the penalty and the guilt of those who believe in him for their sin. And his perfect life is credited as a gift of God to the person who trusts in Christ Jesus. Just like you, if you go to the head pro and you ask him to give you credit for his score and he writes his 18 on your scorecard with your name on it and signs it, by faith in Christ Jesus, you get credit for his perfect life. And then it's his perfect life, his perfect righteousness accredited or imputed to you that counts as your righteousness with God. Galatians 2.16, we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, so that we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law or religious deeds, no one will be justified. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. A one-time event where God credits the believer with the perfect score of righteousness lived by Jesus Christ, which then sets a person free to now live and do good works, not to try to accomplish righteousness, but to enjoy membership in God's family, pleasing God with our life. Are you justified by God? If so, praise the Lord. Do you want to be righteous in God's eyes? If so, my friend, please repent of your sin, Turn away from religious works and the trusting of self and the trust in whatever some religious leader may tell you and come to genuine faith in Christ Jesus. And if so, you will receive 100% forgiveness of all of your sin and unrighteousness with God and furthermore, get credit for the perfect life of Jesus Christ by the loving, merciful grace of God. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for listening. Spread the word.